Hi, this is Kathy Cook, and we are Bridging Wisdom tonight. Tonight we have with me my sidekick, my best friend, my co-host and guest host, Michael Goger. Hey, Michael. Hey, Kathy. How you doing? I'm doing good. Telling the pneumonia, but I'm doing good. You sound it. Yeah. I didn't want... I didn't want you doing it, but you don't listen, but we'll do it anyway. We'll do it yeah. anyway. We'll do it anyway. And uh, you have a show on Thursday night, right? I will be here Thursday with a very special program. We'll tell them about it later. Okay. And uh, discuss it later and do a couple of shout-outs. And I'd like to say hey to New York and all my new friends and Facebook Thank you for following me. Jersey, Pennsylvania. I don't know how you met me, but thank you. And I love you all and I appreciate it. If he's listening. And who are you thanking today? I'm thanking the universe. There you go. (laughs) That you made it back. Special shout out to Don and Doug Newsom of BBS Radio. Best radio station on the universe. Oh, it's the only station. It's the only station that, that matters. Uh-huh. And that's where it all right. happens, right here, Bubby. We had Bridging Wisdom back in 2012 and stopped for uh, my house, house to be restored. And then I got some ailments going on, and it never be- better late than never. And so we're just you... now bringing back the debut of, B- of Bridging Wisdom. <laughs> Which was very popular. It had thousands upon thousands of listeners. We had um, to get the listeners back. Yes. And we're bo- and, um, I'm a shaman, a generational shaman by blood. And uh, I've been taught by my ancestors and uh, do a lot of soul retrieving and um, metaphysics on both sides of the family. Born and raised Christian. Michael's a shaman. Metaphysics. You want to tell him a little bit about yourself, Michael? You sure? (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm only teasing. This is your debut, and I said I want to have a party atmosphere, even though you're so serious. You can tell tell him a little bit about me and you if you want to. Yeah, I am a... Freak on a leash? No. Um, uh, I was born, I believe, to be a psychic medium, but didn't notice it maybe until I was three. And from there, it just escalated. It's it's a burning heart. You know where you're going. You know who you are, where you belong, what path you're supposed to be on. Everybody does. It's not a question. All you got to do is sit and breathe on it, and the universe will tell you. And I was directed into, for some reason, metaphysics, world religion, and um, things that other people weren't seeing that I was seeing. That's what led me down that road, because I couldn't understand why they weren't seeing it, and I was. And from there, I I just turned into a handful. (laughs) I've been in the business my profile, folks, is a little outdated. I'm going to be getting the info to BBS. Um, I have been a professional psychic medium for 25 years, performing in front of somebody else. And before that, from the age of, oh, I would say, when did they start noticing that was strange? I would say about... <laughs> <laughs> oh, first grade. How old are you, first grade, Tassie, those days? Yeah. Uh, how old is a first grader? Six years old? Six years old. Yeah, some reckon they noticed something was not right around that age. And then from there on in, uh, the universe had its way with me and shaped me and folded me. Of course, the oddball gets picked on and bullied, and that adds to the internal journey so um 
then from there you start to uh, explore and it keeps going on and on and on and eventually you find out that uh, this is where I belong and this is what I should be doing. I had no interest in commercialized psychics. I They turned me off. I didn't like seeing it. I didn't think it belonged on TV. I didn't think it belonged in commercials. I was raised it belonged in back of a church or in a little village in a hut somewhere that you had to take days to get to. But I found out that wasn't practical anymore. And the Matrix changed all that. And before you knew it, we were all in the Matrix doing it, long distance and on the phone. And luckily, I trained and was trained as long distance. So it was an easy transition for me to go into just being somebody that was obsessed with something to manifesting it into the airwaves. And I've been using it ever since. I... Um, I don't like the word expert or master, but if there was one on meditation, that would be me. Um, also, in critical thought and pondering and focusing of the will, these are all things that played a role in my development. And this is what I try to teach while I'm doing what I do. And let's see. What do you want? What uh, else you want to know, baby? I'm gonna call you, you baby. Become, uh, how long did you become a shaman? <laughs> well, the shaman was an extra treat. That's something you go off onto the side, uh, whether it be Native American. I noticed that every culture had their equivalent of a shaman, right down to a Catholic priest. So, and they all performed differently and acted differently and had different. Uh, manuals that they operated out of but a shaman is somebody that well as many degrees to it really uh, anywhere from blessing the warrior to going into your ancestry and spirit and healing believe it or not one of your ancestors that passed over is in need of a healing or the core root of your being where doctors will never go and will never find and go there and heal that. That would be the deep root reading of the shaman. Right. So a shaman has the ability basically to heal on multiple, what would we call it for Hollywood, multiple, ooh, help me, dimensions. Levels. Dimensions and level. Yeah, dimensional travel. That's where you become the medium, folks. If you're just operating on <laughs> empathic, empathic energy, <laughs> vibrations, you're a psychic. When you break through a dimension, you're an astronaut. You're now a medium. And that's where a lot of people are confused. Uh, uh all mediums are psychic. Not all psychics are mediums. And please, folks, I don't debate. I know. Uh, just look it up. Um, so that's where your shaman comes in. They're basically mediums and intercessories between the the physical and and other realms. And you are trained and chosen and anointed to play that role. You just don't wake up, read a book, and say you're a shaman. And if you right. do, you're in. And if you do, and you go ahead and do it, uh, don't say I didn't warn you. Uh, but bridging wisdoms, what turns me on so much about your show is that it's based on teaching and yeah. bridging and bridging different forms of thought and academia, different schools. Just because you're a shaman in, say, Japan, doesn't mean you're better or different than the shaman that's a Cherokee native. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. you're, bo you're both using the same physics. You're just, it's just different language, different cultures. It, it's the yeah. same, it's the same physics. Focused I will. Was, um, well, go ahead. I was I was watching the History Channel, and I've always 
called my my uh, understanding the knowing, and I even write about the knowing tree, and um, it's just a knowing. When I go mm-hmm. out and meditate, and I come back with this with with this information, mm-hmm. and the History Channel said the definition of a shaman is to simply to know. Simply to know. That's simply the base. That's, that's the definition of a shaman is simply to know. And mm-hmm. I said, my gosh, this was just about six to eight, eight months ago. And I said, that is something else. That's the knowing. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I can't explain it sometimes. And I talk in a native tongue and very flat with my talk, with my talking in a native tongue it's very flat it, my voice changes as you've heard michael in some of my tape recordings <laughs> how my voice changes but yet it stays flat and then the, and the history channel said that a native american talks in a flat tongue with mm. the voice doesn't pitch, pitches and tones don't go up and down mm-hmm you know, it's very similar to uh, what the evangelicals would call uh, tongues, talking in tongues. Uh-huh. That's uh, what I thought I was doing for a long time, because I am a yeah. Christian. And please, guys, I know I live in a village of evangelicals. Don't burn me out. But it's the same thing, folks. It's, it's the Holy Spirit talking through you. And... Um, uh, Tassie, I I connected with you probably twenty years ago, and I was looking uh-huh. to make the story worthwhile. I when I first came out doing this, what it is I do, and and I wouldn't recommend it to anybody really. Um, I went. I had to go around the world. I had to go on the other side of the planet with it. That's how unacceptable it was at one time in, in certain areas. Uh-huh. Um, so somebody told me, dude, you can't come out like this, not in your own town. Get lost, get out of here, go on the other side of the planet. So that's what I did. And when I got done with it and I met everybody I wanted to meet and I'm connected to everybody I need to be connected to and a lot of them I can't even name, uh, they told me, go back home and do this. They're ready. And that's what this is. This is my last tour of this. I come back to my hometown to show people what I found, what I seen, what I done, what I discovered. And I'll tell you what, they're still not quite ready for it, but I'm doing all right. But it's a struggle. It's not. It's not evil energy. It's not. Lucif- it's not Lucifer. It's not satanic. It's not. This is everything under the sun is God, and you can judge it by the fruit and your intentions. Whatever is going on, whatever you're dealing with, ask two questions: What fruit does it bear, and what is its intentions are? Mm-hmm. And that will and that will calm you down and set your head right. And it, so I was going. It says in the Bible, you will know them by their fruit. Yeah, always judge it by your fruit. And if it's a spirit and it's talking to you, ask who the master is, and you'll see how fast the problem solves. It's just that's it, all you have to say. You know, uh, you're judging it by its fruit and what it wants in its message. And it has no authority over you, uh, other, unless it's the Holy Spirit. And then, even then, it likes to sit back and watch you hang yourself. So, uh, everything is a lesson, everything is a message, everything that you're doing today, people, the thoughts in your heads, the, the what things you worry about, uh, really sit and breathe and think. And it will come to you. It will come to you. The reason it's not coming to you is because <laughs> you're, cha- you're chasing it, or you're upset, or you're not breathing, or you're not focused. Right. 
That's the only reason. And proof in the pudding is look at somebody that's having a temper tantrum. They're not breathing. They're not listening. And they sure as hell ain't focusing their thoughts. And if it was to do that, it may calm right down and understand what's going on. And unfortunately, when this happens, there's a lot of the physics in play. Uh, not only spiritual, but physical, and it gets out of control, and you get into a knot, and before you know it, your whole world's blown up, and it's over a glass of spilt milk. So this information that Tassie and I try to relay and teach the best of our abilities is very important to know, and it can help you in life. Tassie, you taught me a little trick the other day. What was your mantra when you were feeling... You needed a quick fix. What was that? That was light. I like that one. Jesus, Jesus is the light. Jesus is the light. Jesus is the light. Just repeat, repeat that for a few minutes and breathe while you're doing it. It's that and simple. If a thought, and if a thought comes into your head, you just say, you acknowledge the thought because the subconscious mind is only wanting to please. And you Absolutely. just acknowledge the thought and say, I thank you, thought, in five minutes and go back to Jesus is the light. You can say any mantra you want. And I just choose to say Jesus is the light. Yep. And, and, I, and I put in my third eye a candlelight mm-hmm. and look at the flicker. Or you can look at the flicker in, on, a, on a table of a light. And then if the thought comes back again, then you'll say, I acknowledge you thought, and I'll write about you in five minutes. It just needs to be acknowledged. Mm-hmm. That's all it is, and I got that information out of uh, getting back into control of your subconscious mind. I don't, I Absolutely. forgot who wrote it, but it's a, a black book with uh, mm-hmm. white writing. You get back into control of your subconscious mind. I read that in mm-hmm. college. Yeah. Um. Another quick fix to anybody that's having that sudden spike, like I might off, just because you're a reader and a medium, folks, one thing I want to get out there, because you're a psychic or a medium, does not make you special. And it does not make you stronger. It does not make you smarter. Uh, It's something reverent that you are to interact with and to bond with. That's about it. If you think you're not going to have tragedy in your life or make that pile of money or get that big name up in lights or get everybody chasing you, it's not happening. It's not. It, it might happen for a little while, but you will crash. Uh, if you are in the arts of any kind, metaphysically, this is something special, and it's between you and spirit, and, you, and you've and got to know to be reverent with it. And I just wanted to put that out there because I run into a lot of folks that, that will think, well, you're psychic. Why are you sad or depressed, or why are you broke if you're psychic? Or if you get hit by a car, didn't you see it coming? You know the old joke. Uh, these things are real. Uh, they do happen. I don't care how good of a reader you are or how intuitive you are. Life will bite you in the ass. So this subject helps, but I I don't have the words to describe it. Uh, doesn't make you special or doing uh, there's no words to describe what i'm trying to say just know that when you get into this get into this for helping people and helping to improve your life and you're going to be working with it not only for a year or two but for the rest of your life that's what it's all about it's a journey it starts and it never ends actually it never starts you were born that way it's just a journey and you chose to be on it and to finish the journey so I just wanted to get that out, and I've lost track of where I was going with our story, but I felt it important to get out there that uh, I do see, I do bump into a lot of people that are just encountering the subject, and they want to get into it, and I see them doing 
so many mistakes, but that was me too. And sometimes the best thing to do is make those mistakes and learn from them. As long as you learn from them. But if you overlook them or blow them off, that will be your downfall. It will take you down, I guarantee it. And there are something, another important thing to remember is a psychic and a psychic reader are two entirely different animals. When you go into reading, you are crossing into a realm that is basically uncharted, but very well charted. You're going to run into things. You are now an entertainer. You are now delivering a message. You are now working for somebody or delivering something or helping somebody. And with that comes a lot of responsibility. A lot of responsibility. Anywhere from a dying child to a passing parent to somebody that's on the verge of killing themselves. You will run into every one of those. And you better be ready for that. There's no such thing as just hanging up the phone and making believe it didn't happen. It don't happen that way. Could you repeat that last sentence? You broke up a little bit. What part? That last sentence. Dying parent. Well, like I said, a lot of people think, uh, you know, this is John Edwards thing. You come out on stage, everybody's happy and clapping. You go home and you buy a lot of jewelry. It don't work that way. You're, you may wind up reading a mother that is holding a dying baby. And if you don't think that reading is going to affect you, there is something wrong with your system. It will affect you. And it will stay with you. I don't care who tells you no. I'll talk to you in private if you want proof. But it will affect you. And you better be prepared for this. It's not always coming out on stage, everybody clapping, and then you go home and make a lot of money. It don't work that way, folks. This is a realm that needs to be approached with reverence, respect, knowledge. And if you don't have the knowledge, you better find it. Because it will spit you out, it will chew you up and spit you out. I know hundreds of readers that wish to God they never went into the field. Hundreds of them. So I just wanted to get that out because, Tassie, your show is about education. Bridging wisdom. That's that's what you Mm want to do. You want to bring different groups, different thoughts, different different philosophies together and, and teach and work from that. So, and you got stuck with me tonight, so I figured I'd just uh, talk about what I do all yeah. day long, seven days a week. Yeah. For the and last 30 years. People. And it helps people, and you do it from around the world. Last week, you uh, had someone from, from Taiwan, didn't you? Well, in the last week, I've been in probably... Mm, I would say conservatively six different countries. Uh-huh. Uh, Japan, Korea, Germany. Yesterday I was in Switzerland having tea with somebody I can't mention. Uh, all done, folks, with a headset. And it's amazing what you can do with a headset. Trust me, that and the camera. And yeah. a little bit, of, and a little bit of intuition. You don't need a plane, trust me. But anyway, uh, it's been a very rewarding experience. I don't want to call it a career. Um, I would call it a journey and an experience, and I'm extremely thankful for going through it. But I also need to bring out the other side of it: some of the trials and errors that you will go through. Not right down to preparing. Uh, If you are a professional and serious, I'm hoping you have a a prayer and then a cleansing and then a grounding. Don't forget the grounding, folks. That could be tricky. And then you want to open up your chakra system 
So you can allow your guides or angels or whoever may work with you in spirit to be able to come through and speak. And they will speak with pictures. They will use your reference system, whatever you know best. If you're an order mechanic, watch for symbols related to cars when you're healing somebody. That's a little secret. Like if they're showing you, oh, let's go with the carburetor if they still got them. Uh, that could be an indicator that you're dealing with a lung issue or a heart issue. Or if you're dealing with the exhaust system, if they show you, if you're a mechanic and a psychic and they're showing you the exhaust system <laughs> during a reading, uh, you are dealing with that person's elimination system, their exhaust. That is how it kind of works with most of us. They will use whatever we know best to build a reference system. Without a reference system, you are fishing with blinders on. In other words, let me explain something to me because there's not many readers. There are most real readers like me are set up the way I set up. They have a primary guide. That is a guide in spirit that is willing to take on the job of being your doorman. Because when you turn your light on, everybody in spirit sees that as a phone booth. And don't you think they don't come running. Everybody wants to make a phone call. And what do they run into? Your primary guide. Very important that this is in place. Because if not, as above, so below, you're going to have 100 people yelling for the phone. And your primary guide's job is to take them and put them in line and do one at a time so they can get through orderly without me hearing a hundred different voices at one time. So now, if I'm reading somebody, that primary guide will work with that person's guide to relay messages to me. And it's usually in the form of pictures. And I got my own reference system. And it's very, it's, you make your own reference system. If your guys are showing you a wedding cake, you're either dealing with love, a wedding, engagement, or a relationship. That should be your first signal. That's where you go. And you build a reading around that. And then it takes off from there. So... Uh, this is the process of the beginning of how to be a reader. Now, granted, there are very few folks, people, and I think I can name them on one hand, that is on our planet and doesn't have to do anything except maybe one prayer because they're anointed. They were divinely anointed to be a messenger. They don't have to do anything. Now, granted, I know there's like a million of us that think we're one of them, but we're all wrong. There's not many. There's a handful. The rest of us have to train, practice, and develop. Just like in sports. You figure out what your game is and you go after it and you study everything there is about it. And that's how you get to do what I do. And the other way is to have an angel come down, tap you on the head and say, you're now the Lord's messenger and you'll do as what you're told. Now, there's only a few of us like that walking around. I'm not one of them, and you're not one of them. I know who they are. I met them. And there's not many. The rest of us are just regular people learning about what we are, who we are, and what we're supposed to be doing. And that's basically the way it goes, Tassie. Yeah. Yeah. I hate to, I, 
I don't I don't like to seem so cut and dry, and but I like to keep it simple. Uh, the kiss method is always the best. Keep it simple, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the reason I, I love know, working I with that, you, uh huh, well, it's because you're different. You're different than me. Yeah. You're you're educated, you're cultured, and you're calm, and you're one of the you're you're one of the ones right there on the border where you almost just come right out with it. I I had conversations with you on film where I just watched entities and lights and sparks and people walking past you and messages written over your head. And that was I don't the other night. Yeah. That person won't pass me on the wall. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I'm talking to somebody and there's nobody else in the room and I see this real tall thing walk past you almost apologetically, like you're in a movie and it's trying to get past your seat, and you say you're alone, and I know what I've seen. Uh, just something going on. <laughs> and, and the light's changing in the background. Yeah, sparks flying out of your head and uh, and words being written on the wall and back of you. And uh, those are some of the things you may encounter with a few. Uh... But you're a little different than me, Tassie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you were more natural, kind of born, bred into it. Kind of, and you spent time with... Um, grandmothers and and uh and and the shamans and and was picked and, and kind of groomed uh, to go a certain route and i and i love it i love your style i wish i would have been your style in the beginning instead of mine well, thank and, you, uh, yeah it's much more pleasant and so reverent and an honor to be in, in your presence when you're uh, doing what it is you do. And, and believe me, folks, I have witnessed lady, this lady do things that hadn't even been photographed yet. And I'm a witness to it. And um, I take this seriously, believe me. And um, Tassie is here to teach and she's got a lot of knowledge, and it's going to be a fantastic show. This is only the debut. I bounced in here just to be nosy because I noticed the dressing room is much larger than mine to begin with. And she's got water, and she's got snacks and flowers. So I just well, walked across the, the hallway. Oh, did it, oh, those are the ones I sent? Good. All right. I'll do a nine all right. I thought it came from the radio station, the flowers and the snacks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was a little jealous for a second. All I had in Hold my on. dressing room was a mop bucket. <laughs> <laughs> you broke up there, Michael. What's it sound like to you? Scratching or in and out? It's just in and out. All right. We'll catch it when it's in then. How's that? It's still breaking up. Still breaking Maybe up. Don huh? can do something with it. All right. Can I talk? <laughs> I love. I love radio. Isn't it fantastic? I love it. Oh. Uh, listen, one quick plug. If you guys in business out there are not podcasting with BBS radio, uh, you shouldn't be in business because if I had a business, that's where I would do podcasting with BBS radio. Let, let the podcast work for you. Why are you on the phone all day? Go podcasting, call Don, the BBS and Ask him the information. He'll take care of you. I just wanted to throw that out because I am dealing with a lot of business people now. And uh, I would like to help them, uh, especially in Pennsylvania, Jersey, and upstate New York. Um, I believe BBS is fairly new in my circles anyway. And I am spreading the word that a podcast will work for you. 
24-7. And you can do anything with it, from selling ice cream to being a psychic reader. So think about it, folks. If you're listening, call BBS, ask for Don. Ask about the podcasting service. Tassie, what up? I'm back. You're back? Where'd you go? Um, my phone dropped. The line dropped. Oh. The last I heard was... Uh, <laughs> I was selling when, podcasting. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You like my style? <laughs> I like your style. I love you as I wanted to so- say... Um, one of the main things a shaman does is soul retrieval. When people go out there meditating, they don't mm-hmm. realize to keep an attachment to their umbilical cord, which is invisible, kind of like an a astronaut cord to to the ship. Yeah. And uh, they they just go out there meditating or whatever, or cybering or or whatever they want to do, and they lose part of their soul out there. And what I do is I take them out and up and um, kind of like in a trance-like state and ask them questions, how they feel about certain things, and they give me active uh, adjectives, and I bring them back down and then ask them certain colors and animals and totems and things, and they... They basically heal themselves by giving me those answers, and then I reinterpret them for them, and it it connects the soul back. It's deep soul retrieval. And you're good That's at it. That's what a shaman does. Yeah, among other and things. Then I, yeah, and then I do uh, storyboards, which is taking different articles, whatever grabs my eye at the time I don't think about it and I put it together on my altar and then my altar it speaks to me for for whatever reason and then I also do artwork drawings and stuff and you can see through my artwork many different symbols and people places and things and I can use that to read like a like you use cards yeah. Tarot cards, I Images. use that as my tarot card. Yeah. Very good. And yeah. we, we can even have a butterfly land on a certain part of our bodies, and the shaman will tell you what that message was. Uh-huh. Or, or a fly. Yeah. Or, or a baby deer will walk up to you and speak to you. Yeah. My favorite is crows and ravens. Mm-hmm. They constantly deliver messages to me. Everything yeah. that happens to you, right down to an itch on your body, is a message from your higher consciousness and your guides. And we don't notice 95% of them. And it's just the way our minds are programmed. Now, if you think, if you haven't, as an example, if you're having edema and a lot of plumbing problems in the house, the radiator and the car's breaking, you notice we're dealing with a lot of water. Water represents uh, erratic uh, emotions, maybe, uh, waves. Yeah, so you might want to sit for a second and say, what is getting to me emotionally for some reason here? Uh-huh. And you might you might straighten everything out just by sitting down for one second and asking that one question. Because uh, you will be surprised what emotions can do. It can affect the physical world around you, including your pipes breaking. Uh, it's hard to believe. Maybe I can't prove it. I can show you some stories on it, but I believe it's true. And I've seen it a thousand times. So always ask, what was that message? Uh No matter what happens to you. And you'll be on the path to understanding shamanism. Everything Mm -hmm. is a message. Everything is knowing. And why don't you tell what happens to a person that takes from a shaman's altar? 
Uh, oh, I don't want to. That's kind of spooky a little bit. Me, folks, if you're walking up on a cemetery, do you walk across the grave? I think not. And if you walk into a holy person, uh, not even a holy, uh, yeah, let's go holy person, uh, into their realm, you always ask permission, number one, before you even enter their workroom. Before you step on their floor, you ask permission. And then from that point on, you don't touch nothing in that person's room <coughs> unless you ask permission. And then... When the shaman gives you permission, then you ask the item for permission if you can pick it up. Right. That's the proper etiquette when you're in the presence of uh, some towns of uh, spiritual folks. And also, when you're in the woods and you see a flower, don't just grab it and rip it out of the ground. Say hi to it. Kiss it. Tell it it's beautiful. Then ask it, can I take you home with me? I bet you hear the answer. Some of, do. some of them say no. Some of them say yeah. Tell them about that gar that, that um they know you went up it when it said no. Mm-hmm. And we went to another one that was more than happy to go with us. And we picked and we went back and picked that beautiful one and it died in the car before we even got it home. Yeah. Yeah. And that was because it said no. Yeah. And the one that said yes wound up being a, almost an award-winning photograph. Yeah. So there is reverence. That brings us back to reverence, Tassie. Every, everything is reverence, especially in a... Um, me, I unfortunately got sucked into entertainment. And it's a little bit rougher than... Uh, uh, just being a healer and a reader and a messenger and a wise person, a woman. With entertainment, you got to deal with not only the entertainment aspects of the business. You have to deliver your spiritual abilities. And the two of them do not mix well. Trust me, you got to be a very special talent to make it work. And... So keep this in mind, folks, as you go on your journey. I kind of, I, I got beat up so much being an entertainer, Tassie. I, I question my, my journey and destiny sometimes, and sometimes I, it comes out in my attitude a little bit. But it's all good, and I still enjoy doing it. I love doing it. I was born to read. I'm never going to stop reading. And but I caution everybody: it's not what you see on TV. Yeah. It's and to really, really question what you're doing and thinking. And I'm also a healer. That's another subject. Remember, they were going to cut my legs off. And you were healing them on camera, and we were actually filming the effects of it. Uh-huh. I wish I would have kept that film. But, um, and then the, uh, o- the other night, you had a spot, and I told you about it before it even came to the surface. And I caught it. And, I, and because of that, I caught it in time before it escalated into another mm-hmm. uh, issue. And I hadn't uh, even seen it on film. No, nah, you. I, I didn't even know it was there until you told me. And we haven't seen each other in, what, 10 years, 5 years, 6 years? Well, I don't know what it was now, but I was down south a little while ago. and uh, But you haven't seen me in a very long time, and you come right out and said, make sure you get that, that wound on the right side of the right leg. And I said, there is none there. And I, and I looked, and sure enough, there was one. And if I didn't catch it that night, it would have been antibiotics. So yeah. that's what that's the beauty of what we do. Right there. Yeah. That's your that is your reward. If that's enough for you when you hang up the phone, that's your reward. If that's what you people can handle and enjoy, by all means, we're growing 
smaller in numbers, Tassie and Golgers, and we need more like us. I've already started teaching my grandchildren to ask the plant to set mm-hmm. up storyboard. Yep. And uh and to critically and to think and ponder. Go ahead. Oh, I'm through. I hate stepping on you. That's okay. But listen, can I put a plug in? Yeah. Did you hear I joined the Army? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I am an official scout attached to the New York sector of Defender Sevens, which happens to be a group of seven veterans that came together one day. I believe it was the two of them. And I will mention their names real quick. It's going to be, I will be interviewing these gentlemen on my show Thursday. That's two days from now, Thursday at nine. Don't forget, folks. I will be interviewing General Bobby Armsby and Lieutenant General Chris Hinkle. They are the co-founders of the group that I am putting my heart, blood, soul, and sweat into called Defender 7. Folks, please. One big thing, it's not a right-wing militia. I'm running into some obstacles. Uh, These are your sons and daughters. They went to war, seen things that none of us want to see, and they came back and said, you know what, let's help Americans. They got together, they got an organization together, and they are putting together a group that will be professionally trained and ready to handle catastrophic events such as a wildfire. Lieutenant General Chris Hingle is trained in wildfire fighting. Okay, that's just one of his one piece of his bio. So if your town is on fire and you have a defender group online located in your village, that could be, what, 2,000 extra men and women that are trained in catastrophic events, disasters, rescue, search and rescue, water rescue. Or maybe just getting a somebody's sick kid from one state to another state. As simple as that. They're not looking for soldiers. They're not looking for warriors. They're not looking for killers and fighters. They're just looking for everyday Americans that might have a talent that they can use in their program. Like nurses, doctors. Law enforcement, correction officers, truck drivers, heavy equipment, ham operators, anything that you can possibly use in a major disaster could come in handy. And if you could be in a wheelchair with one finger working and still play a major role. So I I just wanted to get this out, folks. And I will be bringing the... Uh, the general and lieutenant general on my show Thursday, and I'm going to ask them every question that you would want to ask them. And I'm not going to do no calls or readings. It's just going to be an interview with these uh, these two veterans and what they're doing. And 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 on top of that, I want to give Maud Rainey a shout out for her online. I call it a church. That's where I go to pray. I'm online 20 hours a day. I can't run the church, so I need some place where I can pray. Maud Rainey, praying for America, her group is called. If you're online that much and you like to chew on the word or read a little gospel, everybody's invited. Uh, Join her group, and you'll get more than enough gospel, and you'll feel better when you leave. All right, Cassie, that's enough of that. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, the big thing is Thursday, this Thursday at 9, folks. Just tune in and listen to my interview. That's 9 Eastern Standard Time. 
Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Pacific, and there's no calls. I'm not going to do no readings. It's going to be a one-hour interview because I really want to highlight these veterans and what they're doing. It's called the Michael Douglas Show. Yeah, I heard of that guy. Is he any good? He's good. Is he? Michael Goger? Who, who Every the hell is other that? Thursday. All right, we'll the tune second, in. The second and fourth Thursday of every month. And Bridging Wisdom is the second and fourth Tuesday of every month at 5 o'clock Pacific, which is 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And yeah. This is in the debut, and it is the 11th of June. I'm Tom Stamping it. 2019. I want to thank Don and Douglas Newsom, the owners of BBS Radio, for hosting us. I want to thank Michael Douglas, guest host, for his wonderful words of wisdom, the bridge, and this bridging wisdom, one wisdom spoke at a time. And with that, it's been lovely. What do you want to put in the uh, energy ball, Michael? Let's lock the door, and then Don and Doug can't get in, and we can do whatever we want. Put <laughs> oh, boy. Ball. I, my, I put, my, I put my, peace in the energy, energy ball. All right. I'm only my best Leno. I don't even get a laugh. All right. I want to put in world peace, and I want to put in Facebook peace. Peace in America, peace on the planet, and peace in Facebook. My God Almighty, please. And peaceful Don- President Donald Trump. Yes, by all means. Folks, if this man can do what he's accomplished with just half of us, can you imagine what he could do with all of us? That's all I'll say. I'm sorry. Mwah. God Love bless you, Tassie. everybody. God bless. You too, Michael. God bless you, BBS Radio. We love you. America strong. And we'll be back on the 25th, right, Michael? I will be here if you let me back. Yeah. You going to let me back in? Yeah. This is Bridging Wisdom. Bridging Wisdom. One wisdom spoke at a time. I'm Kathy Cook, and that's Michael Gozer. Good night, Thank everybody. Thank you all. God bless you. We're, Good night. We're off the air. Mwah. Love you Bye-bye. too, buddy.